Okay, we're going to begin here on the bottom of Yutel Mepet by the Mishnah. Now, Balkari is a person that has a seminal mission, and this Mishnah is addressing a situation after the Takana of Ezra. The Takana of Ezra is mentioned in the Gemara in Babakama, that Ezra was mitakein, that anybody who had a seminal mission, or a poletet sheikh vadzera, had to go to the mikveh in order to be osek b'torah, in order to be engaged in Torah, brachot, filah. So this Mishnah, based on that, Takana says that a Balkari is not allowed to say Kriyat Shema or the Brachot of Kriyat Shema. But nevertheless, even though he's not allowed to say them, he's allowed to think in his heart about the Kriyat Shema. But he does not say the Brachot beforehand or the Brachot afterwards. That's even Behior. When it comes to Birkat HaMazon, he makes the bracha afterwards, but not the bracha beforehand. Rabbi Yehuda says, you make a bracha before and after, as we'll see in the Gemara. Now, the Gemara says, Amar Avina, Zoto Merit, what you would conclude from our Mishnah is, Hirur Kidibur Dami, that having something in mind, thinking about it, is the equivalent of speaking it. If you think that when you have a Hirur, a thought, that that's not like speaking, then what's the purpose of thinking about it at all? It has no bearing, it has no halachic ramifications, and then why do it? So what do you want to suggest? That having a thought is the equivalent of expressing or articulating the item. Then let him say it. If hirhur is the equivalent of saying it, then just say it. Like we see in Sinai, and that the Gemara is going to deal with later in today's daf, that just like by Sinai, the Balikarian were not allowed to attend Mamad Har Sinai. That's why everybody had to be metahir themselves and separate from their wives beforehand. But there is restriction from a Balikari to engage in Torah. And that's based on the Sukkim we're going to see in later today's daft. That it says, So that you should pass on the Torah the same way that it was at Sinai. And the way it was at Sinai was the Balikarian weren't allowed to attend. And just like Mamad Har Sinai was Dibur and not Hirhur, therefore also over here we're going to make such a distinction. So we're going to say, with regards to Dibur, we're not going to allow you to articulate it. But when it comes to Hirhur, we're going to allow you to do that, and we'll see why in certain instances. On the other hand, Rav Chistamar, Hirhur, Lav Dibur Dami. Hirhur is not like articulating the item. If you think that Hirhur is like articulating, then let him say it. Elamai, Hirhur, Lav Dibur Dami. So now what are you going to suggest? That the thought is not like expressing it or articulating it. Then why bother to be Meharher? That the whole world should not be being Kabbal Omachuchamaim and you sit there doing nothing. So why not let him just think about something else? We're talking about something that the Tzibur, we want him to be on the same path, on the same page as the Tzibur. If the Tzibur is dealing with Omachuchamaim, so should he be dealing with Omachuchamaim. So we allow him to be Maher here in Kriyat Shema, so that he is still a part of the Tzibur, but there's no dispensation for him to articulate or say Kriyat Shema. Certainly here, Hor is Lav Kedimur Dami. And as you see over here in the Tosafot, Rav Chista Mar Lav Kedimur Dami, Rav Enu Hanano Perush, Talochik Rav Chista. Talochik is like Rav Chista, and Rova Rishonim are posseik, that the Din is like Rav Chista, and therefore here, Hor, Lav Kedimur Dami. And that means the Chathila, when it comes to Kriyat Shema, a person must articulate the words when it comes to Kriyat Shema, when it comes to brachot, the person needs to say them, articulate them out loud, not simply think them. And the last thing is by divrei Torah. person who thinks about 
Hirhurei Torah. Hirhurei Torah does not need to make a Birkat Torah on it because that's not considered like speaking. And so the Shulchan Aruch is consistent in this Psaq that here is Lab Kedibur Dami, that's by Divrei Torah, that is by Kriyat Shema, as well as Brachot. Negroa disagrees with the Shulchan Aruch with regards to Divrei Torah, and he says for a different reason, even if you believe Hirhur Lab Kedibur Dami, by Divrei Torah, it's different. Because part of the mitzvah of, of learning Torah is Vigigita Bo Yomam Velayba. So the mitzvah of learning Torah is not simply Dibur, it's even Hirhur. And therefore the Groh does not believe that the Shulchan Aruch is right with regards to Birkat Torah, and therefore you need to make Birkat Torah for Hirhur. Nevertheless, the Groh believes that, as Baruch points out in Orachayim Simen Mem Zayim Siv Dalid, that the Groh agrees to the Shulchan Aruch's Psaq, that Hirhur Kalav Kedibur Dami. He agrees that by Dibre Torah, it's not like you're speaking. Hirhur is not like Dibur. Nevertheless, you still have to make Birkat Torah because the mitzvah of Limen Torah Involves not just Dibur, but even Hirhur. So now the Gemara continues. If you say that anything that the Tzibur is a Sukin, that he should also be doing something, what about Tfilah? Shmon Esrei, the Tzibur is also involved with. Why shouldn't he also then be Maharher in Shmon Esrei? Mishnah coming up, that if he's standing down in Shmon Esrei and remembers he's a Balkari, Lo Yafsik Eli Katsir. It doesn't stop right there, but he shortens his Shemon Time of Adchil. That's only because he began Shemon Esrei. Hello, Adchil. If he didn't begin Shemon Esrei, lo Yadchil. He shouldn't damage Shemon Esrei. I say, Shanit Vilo, delayed ba machut shemayim. Shemon Esrei is not similar to Kriyat Shema, because Kriyat Shema has Kabbalat O machut shemayim in it. As Rashi points out over here, Ein Melech HaOlam Bebrakat Shel Yudchet. None of the brachot include Melech HaOlam in any of the brachot. So it's missing that aspect of Amachut Shemayim. Where it says, Vare Birkat Mazon, Lechorav, Delet Be'ya Amachut Shemayim. Well, if that's the classification or the category which is allowed to be have here, who is Kabbalat Amachut Shemayim, why does our Mishnah then mention Birkat Amazon? Birkat Amazon, it says in our Mishnah that he's also Me'ar Her. It's not Amazon, Mivrech Lechorav, and Amarech Lefanav. Ella, Kriyat Shema, O Birkat Amazon, De'oraita. The real reason is that it has to do with whether the obligations been a Torah, which are dinim de uraito. There we say for him to be merhar her. That's kriyachma and birkat amazon. Whereas tefilah which is only a din de rabanan, over there we didn't give him a dispensation to be merhar her. That's the girsa that we have in our gemara. Both Rashi and Tosafot bring an alternative girsa in which the conclusion of the Gemara is El Kriyat Shema de Rabbanan, Birkat Amazon de Raito, Vetfilo de Rabbanan. And the explanation being that by Kriyat Shema you have Kabbalat Oma Chuchemaim, and that's why he's Meher By Birkat Amazon he's Meher because of the Din de Raito. And Tfilo, since it lacks both of those, it doesn't have Kabbalat Oma Chuchemaim, and nor is it a Din de Raito. Over there, we do not allow him be meher her. And that would be according, to I see later today's daf, that there is a shito that Kriyat Shema is only the Rabbanan. And that would be according to that shito, that would be the girsa that you would follow in the Gemara. Well, Rashi is okay with that girsa. Tosafot does not like that girsa based on what he said in the Mishnah. In the Mishnah it says that Kriyat Shema, he's meher her, because it's Deoraita. Tosafot over there says that's Divrei Akol. According to everybody, Kriyat Shema in this Mishnah is Minat Torah. That means both according to one who thinks that there's an obligation of Kriyat Shema in the Torah, and even according to one who says it's the Rabbanan, here it's Doraita. And that's because he's not going to say Emet V'yatsiv afterwards. If he's not going to say Emet V'yatsiv afterwards, he's going to miss out on saying, or mentioning Yitziat Mitzrayim. He mentions out Mitziat Mitzrayim. Even the one who thinks that Kriyat is the Rabbanan still believes that there's a Mitzvah Doraita to mention Yitziat Mitzrayim. So if he's not going to say the Brachot of Kriyat then the only way to mention Yitziat Mitzrayim is through Kriyat 
So that'll make Kriyat Shema into a Din de Oraita. And based on that, Tosafot says, I don't like the gear, so that says Kriyat Shema is the Rabbanan. Because we just said in the Mishnah, and we explained the Mishnah, he claims Rashi also said this in the Mishnah, it's not so clear that Rashi said in the Mishnah, Mitzvah Kriyat Shema is Mido Oraita according to everyone. And if that's the case over here, if he's not saying Emet Biatziv, how could you suggest that Kriyat Shema is the Rabbanan? And therefore, Tosafot rejects this girsa that makes Kriyat Shema Mido Rabbanan. So how do we know that the bracha achrona, birkat amazon, is a bracha mina Torah? It's the only bracha possibly mina Torah. We're going to see in a second that there might be an additional one. Shnemar v'achalta v'savato v'beirachta t'ashem l'kechar s'tuvashanatanach. It says specifically, if you eat, you're satisfied, you have to make a bracha. Now mind the birkat Torah l'fanea mina Torah. Now the Gorm moves over and now indicates that there's another bracha that's mina Torah. And that's Birkat HaTorah beforehand, Shinemar. The Pasuk says, Kishem Hashem Ekra, have a Godel Elokeinu. So as Rashi explains it, when Moshe is coming to Liftach with Divrei Shira, when Moshe is beginning to say over the Divrei Torah of the Shira, he says to them, I'm first going to make a bracha. And when I break a bracha, bracha, you should be, have a Godel Elokeinu. You should respond and elevate their mankind to God. And therefore, it says, Kishem Hashem I will call it on the Shem Hashem, means the Bracha. And they will respond, that go to the Lukedo, is that they will respond, Amen. That they will have a response to that Bracha. And that is the Birkat Torah. Because I will first call out to Hashem, you will answer Amen. And then only then will we proceed with the remainder of the Shira. And based on that, the Gemara indicates here that there's Birkat Torah, Lifana Mina Torah. So I'm Rabbi Yochanan, no Birkat Torah, Lacharah, Min Birkat Amazon, Mikavachomer. The Birkat Torah afterwards will learn out from Birkat Amazon for Kavachomer. O Birkat Amazon the Fanah min Birkat Torah mi Kavachomer. And Birkat Amazon beforehand, a bracha before you eat, will learn out from Birkat Torah mi Kavachomer. Now this is, as the Gemara will get in the end up, is somewhat circular, but we'll work through it and the Gemara will then come to inclusion what the problem with the logic is. Birkat Torah lachrem mi Birkat Amazon mi Kavachomer. Ma Amazon sheinton le Fanah ton lacharav. Mazon does not require a bracha rishona, yet requires a bracha chrona. Torah should do now the fanah. Enu din should do now the achara. Torah that requires a bracha beforehand, certainly should require a bracha afterwards. O birkat amazon the fanah, min birkat torah, mikavachom, ma torah shaintu na achara. Birkat torah does not require an after bracha, to now the fanah, but does require a before bracha. Mazon should do now achara. Birkat amazon that requires it afterwards. Enu din shaintu na fanah, certainly should require beforehand. So therefore, based on that Kavachom, we'll end up with a bracha Rishona and Achronah for both of them. There's a pircha, a break of that logic in the Kavachomer. By Mazon, the person is getting benefit. He's enjoying. So maybe that's the reason that he makes the bracha afterwards. And Torah might hold a unique status because it is the ultimate life. It is what we're supposed to dedicate our lives to, the blueprint of our lives. So maybe that has a unique status. Vodznan. And we have explicit Mishnah. Our Mishnah by Abalkeri says he makes the bracha afterwards. He does not make the bracha beforehand. So there we see Teufta. That's a strong refutation of this position of Rabbi Yochanan. That you can draw any parallel between the bracha of Birkat Amazon and that of Birkat Torah. Each one stands independently. They each have their own chumrot. Based on that, you can't draw any conclusions to extrapolate from one to the other. So I'm reviewed with Safik Kara Kriyachma, Safik Lo Kara. Enu Chuzervi Kore. If he has a Safik as to whether he's read Kriyachma or not, he doesn't go back. Safik Amar Emet Vyatsiv, Safik Lo Amar. It's a Safik whether he said the Brocha of Emet Vyatsiv, 
Then Chuzer veOmer, he has to go back and say Emet Viatziv. My timeo. What's the reason? Kriyachma de Rabanan. Emet Viatziv do righto. Kriyachma is only a din de Rabanan, as we mentioned before in the Mishnah that there's a shita like this. Emet Viatziv do righto, whereas Emet Viatziv is do righto. Now we mentioned this in our introduction to Brachot that there is a deyo here that Kriyachma is only a din de Rabanan. The Torah does not require a mandate once a Kriyachma. There is a din min Torah to mention Yitziat Mitzrayim. And that will be accomplished through Emet Biyatziv. So basically what you've created here is you have Kriyat Shema, which will become a Suffolk Darabanan. By Suffolk Darabanan, we go to Kula. And therefore, if you have a Suffolk, whether you said Kriyat Shema or not, we're not going to have you repeat it. On the other hand, if you have a Suffolk by Emet Biyatziv, where there is a question Doraita, Suffolk Doraita, because of the mention of Yitziat Mitzrayim, therefore we're going to make you repeat it if you're uncertain as to whether you've said it or not. So Ametiv Rav Yosef, Yosef asked the question that everybody has on their mind now. The Pasuk says, Ubishok Bhov Kumacha. What do you mean that Kriyashma is only a Dindra Banan? It's explicit in the Pasuk that you say it, Bishok Bhov Kumacha. I'm like, bye, how Torah So we mentioned before that there is a heavy correlation between Kriyashma and Divre Torah. And over here Abai says that that Pasuk's not talking about the demand, Vayu Advari Maila. Vayu Advari Maila, the question is, what are those Dvarim? Are those Dvarim what we mentioned before, which is Shma Israel Mahafto, and that's Vayu Advarim? Or Vayu Advarim, are they what's coming afterwards? The Divrei Torah. And those have to be Alabavchem. And that's what you do, B'Shoch B'chov Kumecha. So therefore, Rabbi says that the Shoch B'chov Kumecha here is referring to Divrei Torah. Limura Torah, not to Kriyat Shema. That's why Kriyat Shema is only Midar Abanan. It's not our Mishnah. Balkari Meharir, Bilibo, Beinu Mivarech, Lolufanev, Lolachreel. In our Mishnah, it says that the Balkari Meharir when it comes to Kriyat Shema, but not when it comes to Birkot Kriyashma. We just said before in the Gemara, that's the qualification for whether he's Meharer. Then at least make the brach of Emet Yatsiv. My time on Mevarech. The Gemara says, why would you have him make a bracha? If it's become mentioned Mitziat Mitzrayim, He already captured that in Kriyashma. When he mentioned, Anokel Hashem Lokechem, Ashotzeti Yatchem Eretz Mitzrayim, he already took care of that problem. So let him say Emet Biatziv, and then he won't have to say Kriyachma. That Kriyachma is better because he gets a double benefit from that. If he says Kriyachma, he should say Yitzhak Mitzrayim is Doraita. Plus, he'll get Kabbalat Oma Chutzamayim as a separate benefit. On the other hand, if he just says Emet Biatziv, he'll get the mitzvah of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, but that's it. So if we have a choice to offer the Balkari to be my hair in one of the two, we're going to say to him, opt for Kriyachma. Because if you offer Kriyat Shema, you're going to be better off. You get a double benefit from that. Because if you just say Emet Biatziv, you'll get the Mitzvah Doraita, but then nothing more than that. Here, if you do Kriyat Shema, you get a Mitzvah Doraita plus the Mitzvah Dorabanan here to be Mekabel Oma Chut But nevertheless, that does not change the status here of Shema and Emet Biatziv, that Shema is only Din Rabbanan, and Emet Biatziv is Doraita because of Yitziat Mitzrayim. Tozavit over here asks the question right away. He says, well, if that's the case, then what's the Safek here? If he only has a safek about Emet Biatziv, he shouldn't have to go back because he said Kriyachma. He said Kriyachma, we know he mentioned Yitziat Mitzrayim, and therefore he won't have to go back. It's no longer a safek Doraita, but Emet Biatziv. It does say it must be that he also has a safek in Kriyachma. He has a safek in Kriyachma and a safek in Emet Biatziv. He has a safek about both of them. So now, because of that safek, he'll only go back and say Emet Biatziv. So it says, why is that different than the Balkari? By the Balkari, we had a question of which one to pick, we picked Kriyachma. So over here, when we have a safeg, and we're not sure if he said Kriyachma, we're not sure if he said Emet Biatziv, why don't we pick Kriyachma? could work out to be the benefit. So Tosavot suggests over here that saying Emet Biatziv will be a better solution, because 
it might come out that he actually works out that he did the right thing. Because if he had said Kriyat Shema already and repeats it, he hasn't done anything more. If he said Emet Yatsiv, possible that he said Kriyat Shema before, and now he said Emet Yatsiv and he got it right. The other possibility is he already said Emet Yatsiv. If he said Emet Yatsiv already, then the Mitzvah Torah is gone. He doesn't need to say anything. So whether he says Kriyat Shema or Emet Yatsiv doesn't make a difference. So Tosfut suggests that it's a better solution to have him say Emet Yatsiv, although it's not so simple what Tosfut is saying because Tosfut suggests even when there's a suffix, if he just said Kriyat Shema would have been fine, then in that case, Tosfut says they want to be Matriach to say both, so they just offered him to say Emet Yatsiv. It seems like a somewhat wishy-washy answer to the question. So he brings an alternative answer from Rabbi Shimon. So Rabbi Rabbi Shimon says Emet Yatsiv includes the Parsha Vayomer. Kriyat Shema means Vahavtan Vayom Shemoa. Emet Yatsiv means, like, because Emet Yatsiv is always connected by Yomer, means Haskarat Yitziat Mitzrayim, meaning that the Yomer plus Emet Yatsiv come together as a package. So it's a fake here is whether he said by Yomer and Emet Yatsiv. And therefore, repeating Kriyat Shema is not in the cards here because he already said Kriyat Shema. He said Shema Vayim Shema. The only question here is about Yitziat Mitzrayim. How is he going to do it? So there we say, do Emet Yatsiv. means that he should say by Yomer and Emet Yatsiv and be Yotze. So that answer, even though it seems a little more strange, nevertheless, it's a little more palatable in terms of the decision only to say Emet Yatsiv and not to say Kriyat Shema. Right now we have the opposing opinion, which is, Rabbi Lazar, Mar Safek Kara Kriyat Shema, Safek Lo Kara. If you have Safek where they read Kriyat Shema, not Chuzer Vekora Kriyat Shema, then he goes back and repeats it. Safek Yitpalel, Safek Lo Yitpalel, Eno Chuzer Mitpalel. Because it's Safek whether he dav in Shemones or not, he doesn't go back. It's because here we have a Safek Doraito versus Safek Dorabanan. It's clear that Rabbi Lazar disagrees with the position of Amar of Yehud, Amar Rav, that Safek Kriyat Shema, Safek Lo Kara, Eno Chuzer, which is a Din Dorabanan. Whereas over here, it's clear that Rabbi Lazar believes that it's a din de oraita, and that's why he has to go back. But tefillah, he says, is de rabbanan. And since tefillah is de rabbanan, over there, if you have a safek, you don't go back. B'yochanan says, Olavai, she'it palel adam, ho'yom kulo. Halavai. Certainly be, should be so. They're person daven here all day. So even if he daven once, let him daven again. What's the big deal? If a person davens all day, it would have been a wonderful thing. So what's the big deal if he repeats it or he says it again? All right, we're going to read the din of Shmuel. We'll come back and speak about the aloha that comes out of this. First, he's davening Shmuel and remembers that he already davened. Posek, he stops right away. Even in the middle of a bracha, he stops. Because his tefillah is completely unnecessary. Is that really true? They made a mistake. They made a mistake, they were diving on Shabbat, but they got lost, they were floating away somewhere else, and they started diving a whole Shmon Esrei on Shabbat. Maushigmoro! Should they finish off the Shmon Esrei? Amarlan, Gomrim, Koloto, Bracha. You finish whatever Bracha in, you have to finish or complete that Bracha, and then you move over to the Shmon Esrei of Shabbat. So you see over there, that we tell you to finish, even though you've already, you shouldn't be davening. You're davening something you don't need to daven. You're davening Chol, even though it's Shabbat. So because of that, we said, go ahead and finish the bracha. So why not over here the same thing? Even though you're davening Shemones and you davened already, it's an unnecessary bracha, but nevertheless, why don't we say to you, finish it up? So where it says, Achi Hashtag, you can play the two. Hatam Gavra Bar By Shabbat, the person is a chiyuv. He has to daven Shemones, And he's really davening Shemones, Shachol. Rabbanan hu, du'a t'ruchu, mishum kvoda Shabbat. But the Rabbanan, because of kvoda Shabbat, didn't want to be matriachim to say that. But over here, it's a totally different case. Here he davened already. It's completely davened. To daven again is completely extraneous, unnecessary. And therefore, we're going to say to him, no. So the two cases are not comparable. Case by Shabbat, he's davening what should have been the core Shmon Esrei. On Shabbat, he has a special dispensation to make a shorter Shmon Esrei because the Rabbanan said, we don't want to be Matriachim to say such a long Shmon Esrei on Shabbat. 
But had it not been for that, he should be davening chol. So when he davens chol, he's not so far off the mark. He's what he should have been doing. He just has this ability not to do it. So we say, finish the bracha and then move on. Whereas by the case where he davened already, there's no reason for him to say that second Shmon Esrei. And they were going to tell him to stop right away when you find that out. And that's what turns out to be the halacha. What's interesting here, that's the Bavli's reason. The Yushalmi brings down the reason on Shabbat we don't say the Shmon Esrei is because we aren't Shuel Tzrecham. We don't ask for our needs on Shabbat. We're not So that would be very different. According to the Bavli, the court fila is of Chol. Just that because of Kodesh Shabbat, we switched over to Shabbat to a smaller, shorter Shmon Esrei. But according to the Yushalmi, there's a fundamental reason not to do it on Shabbat because you don't show El Tzachim on Shabbat. And therefore, according to the Yushalmi, it's possible to say that if you made a mistake in Chol, maybe you shouldn't continue because it's really not the proper Shmon Esrei because there's something fundamentally wrong with answering your Tzachim on Shabbat. We have here the Bavli's reason, but you should just be aware that Yushalmi does give a different reason. But Allah, we pass him like the Bavli, that if one finds himself in the middle of the Chol Shmon Esrei and Shabbat, they finish whatever bracha they're in, and then they jump over to the Shabbat Shmon Esrei. Then one more statement for Shmuel, and then we'll go back and discuss the Lach here. V'amar v'yudam ha-Shmuel, Hitvaleo v'nichnas l'beit ha-Knesset, amatzat zibor shemitpaladim. He davened already once, and now he comes into Shul and he finds the zibor davening. If he can daven now, and add something new to his davening, a new perspective, a new bakasha to his davening, then yachzor v'yitpaleo, he should daven again. V'imlav, ayachzor v'yitpaleo. If not, he shouldn't go back and daven again. And we need these two statements of Shmuel. One statement is that if a Yechid's davened already, he figured he finds himself in Shmuel Esra again, he should stop right away. Can't daven again. And the one here by the Tzibor, that if you come in and find the Tzibor daven, you only had a daven if you're Mechadesh, but davar. we need both of these. Diyash Minin Kamaitav, you only told us the din, if a Yechid davened, and then he's trying to daven again, he should stop right away. Hanimil Yechid Yechid. That's because it's a Yechid that davened originally, and now he's the same Yechid as davening again. It's Tvila B'Yechid, Tvila B'Yechid. So that's why. Or, if it was a case where he died with the Tzibor, and now he's died with the Tzibor again. If he died by himself originally, and now he's joining the Tzibor for the second Shemona Esrei, maybe I would think that that's a built-in Chiddush. And you shouldn't have to add anything. That's not the case. That davening the Tzibor is not a Chiddush in your Tzibor. It's not enough of a reason to daven a second time. Because you daven b'yochid, you can't just daven b'tzibor, you have to add something else. Now, if you remember that Tabino Reniona had a big chiddush in the beginning of the sech that said, when it comes to smichat gula l'tvila, that is a chiddush in your Shmon Esrei. That's enough of the chiddush. That brach of Gali has such an impact on the Shmon Esrei, qualitatively changes the Shmon Esrei, that's a chiddush in the Shmon Esrei. So a person daven the first time without smichat gula l'tvila, and he goes back and daven with smichat gula l'tvila, that would be a chiddush in his tvila. But davening l'tzibor would not be that way. If you only had the din by the tzibor, I would mishum because he didn't start with them. So over there by the tzibor, he's walking and he finds them davening. So should he start? Should he not start? We say don't start because he didn't start yet. But in the case where he already started Shmon Esri, maybe we would tell him to finish. So maybe there we would say continue on. So that's why the first case where Shmuel says if you're in the middle of Shmon Esri and you figure out that you're davening already, you stop right away. Rashi brings down from Lochot Gudolot, and Tosafot brings the same din, which is, Pasaka Lochot Rabbi Yochanan. The Lochot here is like Rabbi Yochanan, that Alvai, a person should daven all day. But that's only Bisafeg. If he has a Safeg, whether he daven or not, we're gonna allow you to go back and daven again, even though it's a Safeg, and Safeg Tfilah, Safeg Derabanan is the Kulo. Over here, we're gonna grant you the ability to go back and daven because of Rabbi Yochanan's principle, Alvai, Shifto Adam, Kolo Yom Kulo. It's good, a person should daven all day. But, if a person knows for sure, by Vada Yitvala, Allah is like Shmuel. 
If you know you definitely daven and you find yourself in Shmon Esri again, you have to stop right away. Unless you can come up with a Chiddush in the second Shmon Esri. And if you have a Chiddush in the second Shmon Esri, you can daven again, or you can daven with the Tzibor in that case. So Allah is both like Rabbi Yochanan and like Shmuel. But in different cases. The Allah will be like Rabbi Yochanan in a case of Safek, and the Allah will be like Shmuel in a case of Vadai. Right now, the next piece of Gemara is very important, has tremendous nafkamino da'alacha, and really is the premise, or a background to, how to dive in Shmon with the Tzibor. HaRavuna, Nechtas, the Beit HaKneset, Umatzat Tzibor Shemit Padalim. person comes into Shul, son finds the Tzibor davening. Im Yecholat Chiyov Ligmor Achalei Yagyashat Limudim Yitpalel. If he has the ability to finish his Shmon before the Shats will get to Modim, he should do it. If not, he should not do this. If he can be able to daven and finish before when they do Chazarat Shats, they'll be saying Kedushah, then he should do it. He shouldn't daven. But my Kamifligay, what are they arguing about? One of them believes that a Yachid can say Kedushah by himself, therefore he can say it by himself, he doesn't need to say it with the Tzibor. So he doesn't have to finish in time for the Tzibor, because he can say it when he's having his own Shmon Esrei. And the other one believes that any Yachid Omer Kedushah, that Yachid is unable to say Kedushah. How do you know that Yachid can't say Kedushah? Because the Pasuk says, When it comes to Kiddush Hashem, I'll be Nikdashi Betoch B'nei Yisrael, amongst B'nei Yisrael. Anything that is a Dvar Shibikdushah, something that involves Kedushah, Lo Yepachot Nesra should not be less than ten. You need a minion for anything that is a Dvar Shibikdushah. My Mashmo, how do you know that there's ten out of here? should leave that Now that is only part of the Limud here. The Gemara doesn't continue on. It's almost like etc. There is a secondary part to that Limud, which is And then we have Exer Eida There it's talking about Adad Korach. But we have Exer Shavu to the Eida by the Meraglim. There, where we're talking about the Eida Ra'ah, by the Meraglim, it's the 10 Meraglim. They had 12 Meraglim that went. Halev and Yoshua are good Meraglim, so you have 10 of them. So that's how we get to the number 10, through this double Gzereshava of Toch Toch, Eida, Eida. And so therefore, through the Meraglim and Adad Korach, we learn the din of a minion, that you have to daven Ba'asara. You have to daven with 10, Gdusha, Malalarana Sarav, Kanasara. Just like over there, you require 10. So too, over here, you have to have 10 for any Dover Shibik Dusha, Vinkdash Tibitoch, And therefore, you cannot start Shmon Esri unless you know for sure that you're going to get back there and finish in time to hear Kedushah and Chazarat HaShatz. Everybody here agrees that you cannot interrupt the Shmon Esri. If you're dabbing Shmon Esri and they get to Kedushah, you don't interrupt your Shmon Esri. Because if you could interrupt your Shmon Esri, this wouldn't be a question at all. You just say Kedushah and you continue on. fact is you must not be able to say Kedushah, and that's why we are accelerating the Shmon Esri or telling you you must finish in time for the Kedushah, because otherwise you won't be able to say it. Or the same is true by Modim. We're not going to let you interrupt your Shemesh to say Modim, otherwise why would you have to finish in time to say Modim? So the says, Zibayalu, ma'ulav sik lehei shmo ha'gadol mevorach. What is the din with interrupting Shemesh Esrei to answer Amen yehei shmei rabo? So the says, Ki'at rabdi mi'amar rabbi Yehuda, ve'rab Shimon, tamidei rabbi Yochanan, amrei l'kol en mafsikim. You're not allowed to interrupt Shemesh Esrei for anything. Chutz, men yehei shmo ha'gadol mevorach. Except for Yehei Shmei Rabba Mevorach, that you're allowed to, to answer the Kaddish, Yehei Shmei Rabba, you're allowed to interrupt Shmon Esrei. Shafilo Seik B'maseh Merkava, even if you're involved in the mode, the highest, the loftiest of things, 
Posek, you stop to answer Amen Yehesh Meirav. That's how important it is. The Lacha is not like them. And you don't interrupt even for So this Gemara here has major, major implications. We'll start one by one and deal with them. Number one is, it is absolutely clear from this Gemara that Yehoshmei Rabba is on a higher level than Kedusha. And that's the hierarchy here. The hierarchy, and it's brought down the Loch of the Mishnah mentions this. We don't a hierarchy. There's a hierarchy in Tefillah. Yehoshmei Rabba, Kaddish is number one. Kedusha is number two. Modim is number three. I'm mentioning this because the Minog Yisrael is that when it comes to Kedusha and Shul, everyone is absolutely silent, stands there with their feet together, you can't hear a peep in the Shul when it comes to Kedusha. comes to Kaddish, people are barely paying attention, there's talking, everything going on. It is clear from this Gemara that is a complete misunderstanding of the importance of Kaddish and Yehoshmei Rabbah. It's clear that... Obviously, if you talk during Yehoshmei Rabbah, you should talk during Kedusha. The better way to look at it is if you don't talk during Kedusha, then you certainly shouldn't talk during Kaddish, or Yehoshmei Rabba Mivorach. Right, the next thing that we learn out from this Gemara, is that, what do you do in Shmon Esrei, when you hit one of these items? When you bump into your Damning Shmon Esrei, and all of a sudden they have Kedusha, your Damning Shmon Esrei, and they hit Modim, what do you do in these instances? So with Modim, it's a very easy solution, in Modim you just bow down, at the same time that Zebra bows down. The problem by Modim is not that you have to say Modim, because Modim de Rabbanan is a later edition, it's not even mentioned in the Gemara, and then as Tosa points out, there's no issue about interrupting Shmonesu to say Modim. The only thing you need to do is bow down so you don't look like a kofir. When everybody else is bowing down, you don't bow down, it looks bad. So as long as you're not at the beginning or end of a bracha, you can bow down along with, or you should try to be mekavein, that you can be in the middle of a bracha when they hit Modim, so you can bow down. With regards to Kedusha, it's a machloket arishonim. It's really a three-way machloket arishonim. Over here, we'll deal with Rashi and Tosafot Shita. Rashi says in Sukkah, that if you hit Kedusha while you're middle of Shmon Esher, you should stand there silently and listen to Kedusha, because it's Shomea Kone. You can listen, and then it's as if you answer the Kedusha, and then you'll continue on with your Shmon Esher, as if you've, then you've covered both things. You've done Shomea Kone, you've done your Kedusha, and you've not interrupted your Shmon Esher. Tosavot brings from the Rebbe and Rebbeinu Tan and says, how could you do that? If you stand there and listen to Kedusha, Shomea Kone means as if you said it. It's as if you said it, then you interrupted your Shmon Esrei with saying Kedusha. So if that's the case, then you ruin your Shmon Esrei. So better not to stop and listen to it and to go on, because otherwise it's an interruption in the Shmon Esrei. This relates to the difference, or a fundamental difference, the way Rashi and Tosafot understand Shomea Ka'one. Rashi says when you say Shomea Ka'one, it means that I am able to take the Amirah of someone else, and I'm able to apply it to myself. Because they're speaking, when I answer to that, or when I listen to that, I'm able to discharge whatever obligation I needed through their speech. On the other hand, Tosvot is Shomek Ona so literally, that it means when someone else says it, and I listen, it's as if I said it. It's literally like I'm speaking in the same time. And that fundamental difference leads to the difference in their view of what you should do in the middle of There are others like the Rashba, and others that believe that Shomei Kone does not work at all in this case. And therefore, waiting makes no difference. And if you wait, you might actually end up interrupting your Shmon because if you wait too long, then if you could have finished the Shmon in that period of time, it would consider it to be a hefsake in the middle. And therefore, there's no reason to do it. Here we have a number of Rishonim that give suggestions about what to do. Tosafot and the, some of the other Rishonim believe you shouldn't stop at all. You should continue on davening and ignore it. Rashi believes that you should stop and be Shomeya Ki'one. And as Tosa points out, Despite the fact that he objects to this, because Shomeya Ki'one is as if it's an Aniyah, the Minagam is like Rashi, 
And that's the way we pass on halacha, like Rashi. That one should, when they get to these positions of modim, should bow down. When it gets to hearing Kedushah, should stop and Shimon Esri, listen, to the shots, and then continue on with his Shimon Esri. Even though Rabbi Soloveitchik was against this psak of the Shokhanarch and the Mishnah Bruah because he believes that the Rova Rishonim believe that it doesn't work. And even though Rashi says it does work, you have most of the Rishonim believing it doesn't work. And so therefore, he seemed to lean in favor of not doing that or making sure to finish Monastery in time to hear the Kedushah without having this problem. Tosafot raises from Yushalmi that it's not only true by Kedushah that a person has to answer, but a person also has to answer the Amen for Akela Kadosh and the Amen for Shomeyat Tefillah. And those Amens are also very important. And so based on that, the Lohko will turn out that a person who is caught in the middle of Shmonesri when any of these happens, first of all, he should listen, be Mikavin for the bracha of Akela Kadosh and Shomeyat Tefillah, as well as Gedusha. And then, when it comes to Modim, he should bow down if he's caught in the middle of Shmonesri. As far as coming late to Shul, then a person who comes late to Shul should only daven Shmonesri if he's certain that he can finish the Shmonesri in time to say Gedusha with the Tzibor. When the Chazarat Shatz comes about, if he cannot do that, he should wait to Daven Shimon Esrei. Now, if he starts Shimon Esrei after Kedusha, he waited, and after Kedusha, he should only start Shimon Esrei after Kedusha, if he knows he can finish in time for Modim. So we actually pass them like both of these Shitot, even though they're mutually exclusive in our Gemara, but depends on where you're found, where the Chazarat Shatz is found. If the Tzibor is before Kedusha, then you must Daven Shimon Esrei in time to finish for Kedusha. If the Tzibor is before Modim, after Kedusha, then you have to finish in time for Modim. Now, even though, if you were in the middle of Shemoneser, you could just bow down, nevertheless, we still prefer, if you're not in the middle of Shemoneser, you could down Modim and say Modim, you're not going to benefit from davening then. It's not called Tvilat Zebra anymore. So you may as well wait and say Modim with the Zebra, and then afterwards finish up Shemoneser. The Mishabur does point out, and this is on this hierarchy, that Yeheshme Rabbah is on a higher level than Modim and Kedusha. And that means if a person is going to miss out on Kaddish, and you mean Yeheshme Rabbah, then he should opt to miss Kedusha or Modim in order to hear Yeheshme Rabbah. So in the case here where he walked in after Kedusha, and now he has a choice between davening Shmon Esri and missing Modim, or waiting to after Modim and then davening Shmon Esri and missing Kaddish, Yehesh Rabbah, he should daven, miss Modim, and say Yehesh Rabbah. So that hierarchy has to be kept in mind, that the top priority is Yehesh Rabbah is the Kaddish, the second is Kedusha, and then Modim, and that person has to make a decision, depending on if it's late in the day, if at Mincha time, he's going to run out of time, that will always will govern. And if he's going to miss out saying Shmon Esri, of course he should say it, even if he's going to miss any of these items. But if he has to balance between which of these items to miss, that's the hierarchy that he should have in mind when he has to damage Shmon Esri in those situations. Again, the Baralach leaves a B'safek, a case where a person normally davens along Shmon Esri, and he starts at the same time as the Tzibor, but he's going to miss out on Kedusha. So it says that Argumar is not a proof to what to do in that situation, but nevertheless thinks that a person probably is an onus in that case, and it should be fine. They should be able to start with the tzibor. As long as he started with the tzibor, he then does not have to worry about finishing in time for the kedusha afterwards. The last thing that I want to speak about is the fact that the source for minyan comes from the Miraglim and Adad Korach, which seems to be a most unlikely source for the fact that you have to have ten people. Picking out two horrible events in Jewish history in the Midbar, the Chedah Miraglim, which ends up in Israel in the Midbar for 40 years, Adad Korach, which ends up with the, the earth opening up and swallowing up a whole bunch of people and a, a terrible happening. Then that becomes the source for the fact of any Dover Dusha. So I'll say a bit here. I think there's a lot more to say about this. But in both those parshiot of the Miraglim as well as the parshiot Korach, the Torah uses the term Eda. The term Eda, when if you look carefully there, all the Rishonim speak about this. You can look in the Ramban, focuses on it, any of the other Rishonim focus on it there. 
that the word Eida is very ambiguous in both of those parshiot. It's unclear many times if the Eida is referring to B'nai Israel or to the Meraglim, or the Eida is focusing on Korach, Vedato, or on Eida and B'nai Israel. There's an ambiguity in those two parshiot as to when the word Eida is used, who is it referring to. And it's almost as if the Torah intentionally made it ambiguous because it flips back and forth. You're actually not sure who's culpable over here. Is it B'nai Israel or the Meraglim? Is it Korach or B'nai Israel? And that's exactly the idea of Minyan. The idea of Minyan is that a Minyan is a Tamsin. It's a portion, it's a representation of being a part of Kol Kla Yisrael. Ten people get together, the Rav Salvechi Gracious, Nashir, the Zecher, Aviyah, Muri. When you have a Minyan, it's as if you have all of Kla Yisrael there. It's as if you're a representation of all of Kla Yisrael. And that's exactly the idea of Eida. That lesson that we learn from the word Eida that is found by the Meraglim and Korach, exactly what we want to create in a Minyan. A minion having ten people changes the dynamic. It changes it from simply being a bunch of people together dominating to an Eida, to a group that now represents part of Klali Israel as a whole. And that is why we learn it out from there. So from a place, even though it's a place of what we'd call darkness and evil, the Maraglim and Korach, the lesson that is learned from there is so important and so fundamental that it's exactly where we learn the din of minion from there. One last thing, Tosfot over here mentions that the Yachid is not mitpalel kudushah. That in Eitzah, if a person comes in late to Shul and is unable to finish in time, for Davin, Shmonesha fast enough to be in time for the hero Kedusha afterwards, should do is wait and Davin and Shatz together with the Shatz himself. And by Davin together with the Shatz himself, he can then say Kedusha word for word along with the Shatz. And that will be a quasi or a type of tefillah b'tzibur that is brought down all ocha. Obviously, based on what we said now from the Yishalmi and the Tosafot, we would also have to do that for Akela Kadosh and for Shemei Tefillah. He has to either say them together with the Chazan, or he has to finish for Shemei Tefillah before the Chazan gets there, so he can answer Amen to Shemei Tefillah and bow down at Modim at the same time. But that if he does that, he actually comes up with a compromise solution where you can dive in with the tzibur, and uh, still capture all these items. So if a person's late and as Misha'er figures out that he can't finish Mesha in time to hear Kedusha with the Tzibar, then he should wait and dive in Chadarat the Shatz together with the Shatz himself in order to capture Philip and Tzibar as well as the dinner of Kedusha. Right now the Gemara continues. You make a bracha beforehand and afterwards. Sounds like from this, Rabbi Yudah believes that a Balkari is Mutar in Divrei Torah. How do we know that a Balkari is not allowed to learn Torah? This is the source for Takanat Ezra, as well as what we mentioned from Rashi in the Mishnah before. You should tell over to your children, right, the day that you stood at Sinai, just like by the Ramad Har Sinai, a Balkari was not permitted to be there. So to over here, where you have to teach your children about the Torah, Balkari and Asurin. It turns out, if you go to the Pasuk in the Torah and Dvarim, it's Machoket Rashi and the Ramban as to what the Pasuk is speaking about. Rashi believes it's talking about Divrei Torah. So that you have to remember what you weren't at Har Sinai and pass that along to your children, the Mesorah. And that would work well into our Gemara. The Ramban, on the other hand, believes that there's a Tzivu to remember Mamad Har Sinai. That standing at Har Sinai and the experiential part of Har Sinai, that is what you have to pass down to your children. So according to the Ramban, this Limud is not as smooth. But obviously, there is an aspect of the experiential side of Har Sinai involving the Mesorah of the Torah. And over here, the Gemara says that Mesorah of the Torah is governed by the principles of Har Sinai. And we'll see that again later in the Gemara, about how one has to approach Torah. But over here, just like by 
Harsinai, the Balkari was not allowed to come, come before Harsinai. That's why everybody had to separate from their wives three days before Mamad Harsinai. So, so to over here, for now, in the generations, Ezra was in Hakain, that a Balkari should not learn Torah. So what are you going to say? Rabbi Uda doesn't make that drasha because he's not Doresh Smuchim. Juxtapositions in the Psukim. Even according to the one who does not derage juxtapositions anywhere else in the Torah, when it comes to Dvarim, say for Dvarim, he is derage smuchim. Rabbi Yehuda does not derage juxtapositions anywhere else in the Torah. But when it comes to the Sefer Dvarim, he is Doresh. How do we know that Yehuda does not darshin juxtapositions the rest of the Torah? Sorceress, you should not allow to live. Afterwards, it says, Anybody who performs bestiality should die by stoning. So they juxtapose these two dinim. To teach you, just like bestiality is punished by stoning, so to a sorceress is punished by skila. So that's a juxtaposition that teaches a din in Sefer Shemot. So, Skila is the most chamur of all the death penalties. So just because you have a juxtaposition of Torah, you're going to put him to death through skila. Ella, the reason that you get skila is because of Ovi Doni. Ovi Doni Bichlal Kol Mechashefim Ayu. Oven Yudnodi are a part of this genre of sorceresses, uh, people that subscribe to dark forces or other forces. So they were a part of that group. And then they were taken out. And when they were taken out, they had a special din, which is that they have a din of skila. Oven Yudnodi get skila. So So why did they get separated out? Like Gishlan. To make a hackage between them and all of that genre. Just like Ovin Yadid Skila, Ap Mechashifa Biskila. So too, the Mechashifa is Biskila. This is one of the principles that we say in Rabbi Shmal. Something that was part of the general principle. We had Sam in a cloud, and it left that principle. Not just to teach about itself did it go out. But it comes to teach about the entirety of the principle. And so over here, Ovin Yadid will tell us that everything in that genre will get Skila. So in the end, Rabbi Yehuda comes up with the same din as Benazai, but he refuses to use the limud of juxtaposition of smichuta parshiot, or smichuta psukim. O minishna Torah min alon de dorish, how do you know that Rabbi Yehuda does dorish juxtapositions in Tavarim Titania? Belezomer nosei adam anusatavim umfutatavim, a person can marry a woman who was either raped or seduced by his father, anusat ben umfutat ben or father can marry a woman that was seduced or raped by his son. Rabbi says that it's true by the son, but not true by the father. If the son wants to marry his father, the woman who was raped by his father or seduced by his father, he may not do so. What's the reason for Rabbi A person may not take his father's wife. He may not reveal the erva of his father. Any wing that saw his father, he may not expose. How do you know that that's talking about an anusa, case of rape? That could be talking about a regular wife. And when it says the Samichle, because the Pesach after it says, the Parsha of Anusa is written right there. And he will also be Doresh the Smuchim here, 
of Adatun Venecha Vivimnecha, which is next to the Pasuk Yom Asher Matta Lifnei Hashem Lokecha Bechoreiv. So what is he going to do with it? But he has another limud for that. Amar Rabbi Shimon Levi called Malamed the Bnot Torah, Malay Lav Ketuv Kilo Kibla Mehar Choreiv. Anybody who teaches his child Torah, Torah considers if he was standing there, that he got it from Har Sinai and passed Masurah directly from Har Sinai to his child. Shinamar, Vodatam Levanecha Vivimnecha Uktibachrei Yom Asher Matta Lifnei Hashem Lokecha Bechoreiv. So therefore, that juxtaposition teaches us that the passage of the Mesorah is the equivalent of standing there at the foot of the mountain at Har Sinai. Magma says, Tan, er, Mishnah, later on. Zab Shira Keri. A Zab who's already Tamei and sees Keri as a seminal mission. Now, in terms of Tumah, he's no more Tamei than he was before. Going to the mikveh won't make him Tahor. Nevertheless, because of this Takana Vezra, he goes to the mikveh to clear up his Tumat Keri in order to learn. Even though it won't have an impact, he'll still be Tamei because he's a Zab. Also, she's already Tmeah. The fact that she's Paletta Shekhazer does nothing to add to the fact that she's a Nida. Nevertheless, she'll have to go to the mikveh in order to learn Torah, even though that won't change her status of being Tmeah from because of a Nida. Person who is having Bi'ah. And then she becomes a Nida afterwards. Chuchim Tevila. All of them require a Tevila. Even though, again, when you go to the mikveh, it's going to have no impact because this person will remain Tameh. Nevertheless, in order to Takana Ezra, in order to learn Torah, you must go to the mikveh. Review the Puter. Even all these instances, says your Pater. I can't know Pater review that Lebe Zav Shirakeri. Only in a case where it's a Zav. He was already a Zav, and then he has a similar mission. Demikara Lav Bart Vivo. Because he doesn't, can't go to the mikveh anyway. He's still a Zav. Ava Bakeri, great though. In a regular case of Bakeri, Mikhayev. He says that you do have to go to the mikveh. So now you see. That Rabbi Yehuda does believe you have to go, Balkari has a problem, and it needs to go to Mikveh. So how come in our Mishnah he's saying, Bracha Lifnam, Bracha Lachreyam? We started out with the stipulation that the reason that Rabbi Yehuda must say this is because Balkari Mutter Bidivrei Torah. So number one is, we tried to prove that that's not the case, because even Rabbi Yehuda agrees that he learned the juxtaposition in Sefer Dvarim, that would teach us that there's a problem with Balkari. When he says, no, he uses that for some other Limut. Now the Gemara tries again with this Mishnah, which is, Rabbi Yehuda only argues on a case where you have someone who's Tamei already, then we say that he doesn't go to the mikveh for carry. But if he's not Tamei already, Rabbi Yehuda would say that he should go to the mikveh. The Quran says, They say, no, Rabbi Yehuda is just arguing the Mishnah based on what's presented by the Tanakhama. But ain't no chanami that even if he was just about carry, he would not require him to go to the mikveh either. The reason that the Mishnah states the case of Balkari, is actually about carry. The teacher of the Rabbanan in that case still require a Tevilah. So Amos say, what are you going to do with the latter half of that Mishnah? Mishameshet, Rata Nida. She was having Bia. So the Sheikh was there came first. And then Rata Nida, then she became a Nida. Tzuchat Vila. The man Tony law. Who is that according to? Ilayma the Rabbanan. If it's according to Rabbanan, Pshita. Hashto mazav shrakari demikarala bartvila hu michaive Rabbanan. So in case where he's already a Zav, and then he sees a similar mission there, the Rabbanan say, yes, go to the Mikveh. It's certainly a case where had a similar mission, or she had a, a dinner of Tumat Sheikh Vatzera beforehand, and then she became a Nida, so then certainly she should have to go to the mikveh in that case. So then, she already was chayevet in the Tvilah for the Sheikh Vatzera, then local, she came certainly in that case. Allah must be Rabbi Udi. And that's the only case where he says she doesn't go to the mikveh. Mishameshit virata Nida. Ainat Zricha Tvilah. Aval Balkari Greida Mechayev. Only in that case, where she becomes a Nida afterwards, where it becomes irrelevant going to the mikvah, that's where he waves the need to go to the mikvah. But a regular case of a similar omission, he's going to say, go to the mikvah. So when it says, Lo Now you change the Lashon and the Mishnah, not to say Mivarech, 
Mavrech sounds like he can articulate that he can say it, that there's no problem here. Rather, meharher. He's meharher, the bracha lefinah and the bracha akharah. Just like Tanakhana said by Kriyachma is meharher. So to review the adds on the bracha lefinah and the that he's meharher. So the first of all, that gets rid of the problem. Now we know that he believes that Balkari is a problem in terms of Divrei Torah, and that's why he can't say it explicitly or articulate it. Nevertheless, he disagrees with the Tanakhama about what he is meharher. Tanakhama says only meharher when it comes to Kriyachma, but not when it comes to the Brachel of Whereas Rabbi Yehuda says, even Brachel of he's meharher. Alright, we're going to stop over here because the Gemara challenging this position of Rabbi Yehuda continues down for another half an amud here. So we'll continue with that tomorrow.